You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, PostWrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast app you found us, and of course... Twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast. Hello, Twitch room. Good evening. Yes, we are the BDE, the Braden Davey Experience, Estate, whatever you want to call us. But we are your NXT friends. 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 And every Tuesday night, we watch the golden black brand and then we talk about it we record this podcast every tuesday night around 10 15 p.m eastern time so join us in the twitch rooms as well bd elite wednesday nights 10 15 we talk all about AEW dynamite so we'll be your dynamates we'll be your dynamates as well. as well and on that show if you are a patron of any tier you can call in at the end of the show to give us your thoughts on nxt AEW. Uh, all these wrestling documentaries that are going on right now. Anything you so want to many. talk about. Yeah, uh, so welcome. And if maybe you're new or something, uh, hit that five-star uh, review. Or if you're old, too. Go, I mean, if you're old. If you're a long time. Yeah. Go, go whatever. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah? I'm. We, we keep saying we feel like we're on holiday. It's The weather's been so nice. So I feel a little uh, sun-dazed, maybe. Yeah. From being outside a lot. But I feel good. We're like Got on another a, iced coffee on ooh, the go. Yeah. Wow, look at you from our new coffee maker. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, we recently moved and now we're by the water in downtown Toronto. And it's like we're on this like mini holiday that's like the summer's coming and it's just like kicking into gear that we're just sunbathing, we're tanning, oh, getting yeah. burned. It's just like we're on holiday. It's great, yeah. yeah. It's it's just been it's just been awesome. Moisturizing so much. You're moisturizing? Oh yeah, gotta yeah. can't get all pale and flaky yeah not pale are. like you know burn that's the word <laughs> yeah yeah we either go from white to red really yes. quickly but 
Uh, yeah, um, and we're we're living in a we're living in a vaxed world. Yes, both of us now. We are we are vaxed and relaxed. Yeah, um, and uh, my arm's still a little sore, but uh, yeah, you got it. What two days ago? Yeah, yeah, that's where I got a little sunburn. Yeah, from my, going to it. my arm lasted a few few days. Yeah, I felt a little like woozy. Yeah. yesterday I was feeling a little low, but just spend the day watching WWE documentaries and then. <laughs> Pass out for a few hours. Yeah, I was fine. So it yeah, was good. that's how I was uh, the next day. Other than that, like no other side effects. Uh, our Wi-Fi works a lot stronger. It does. <laughs> yeah, I like being microchipped by yeah, the government. Great. It's really fun to let the government test drugs on me. Mm. It's really great. <laughs> no, uh, I think obviously we're pretty pro-vax because I just don't give a shit. I want the world the way it used to be, people. And this is, I guess, the way it has to be. Then fucking do it. If that, if I need to be vaxxed to go on a plane. I guess I'm allowed on a plane because that's the way it should yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, like, I've been vaxxed before. Yeah. Like, remember, I'll like, be vaxxed again. All these other things that we never had to encounter because they created vaccines for. So, mm. like, I know there's anti vax people, and I get it. I see the, the other sides of it. Like, oh, they're, they're all this stuff. If I can hug my friends again, I'll do anything. Yeah. And uh, that means putting a jab in my arm. Fuck it. I did it. So, uh, yeah, I'm feeling fine. Good. Who knows sure. when we'll get the second, but... Uh, That's right. The first one's done. And it feels like a lot of people now are done. All the people like care one. about. Have, here in Toronto, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, everyone here is allowed to go get it, essentially. So it's like starting to, to feel... Because we're still in a lockdown. And mm-hmm. it's like, we want to get out of it. And I want the world to like try to be back to normal. And if that's the route, then let's go. Let's go. Let's hope it works. Yes. Stays that way. Yeah. And then, yeah, we can do fun stuff again. We can actually go to wrestling events. We can. And, uh, I don't know, just live, live our lives, mm. you know? Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we lived our lives this weekend because we watched WWE WrestleMania Backlash. Oh, yeah. We did a watch along. That was a lot of fun. Shout out to everyone who joined us in the Twitch Jared show. and Maddie B. Yeah, they the, joined us the on the watch along as well. Uh, we did a little, uh, like, extra show with a Backlash um review and we talked about lawn Strowman. yes how braun Strowman is actually a he gardener. looks like a gardener he's in all yeah. green the boots the shirt the gloves uh, it, get it, these it works for him get these hands yeah. to take care of your <laughs> garden care needs exactly uh get these plants yeah a gardener among men yep yeah all we, of that we could get him over if he just, just <laughs> dropped the train shit and picked up the garden lawnmower yeah yeah get on a lawnmower the lo- that's his finishing move the lawnmower the lawnmower yeah yeah, uh, that was a, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we also did a Backlash 2001 review, uh, throwback review from the six out on the Patreon, which was us talking about that crazy Shane O'Mac bump. Uh, Raven Rhino. You love that match. I love that the match. The spear into the... Oh, the spear in the in the trolley. Yeah, um, that was a lot of fun. We did a... What did we do? Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. That was an up yours we did last week on the Patreon. But uh, we just recorded a Behind the BDE Yes. For world champ patrons, did you know that this is, this is like a WWE fact, up next fact. Did you know that May 2021 was the BDE's highest grossing Patreon month? Because we have 34 world champions. 34 people are insane enough to pay us insane amounts of money for, to be able to get exclusive podcasts like Behind the BDE and to pick stuff to come join us for Up Yours. So shout out all the world champ patrons because holy shit. Yeah, uh, very happy to have you all. The love is real. uh, We love you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Like Brandon from New Jersey. 
who joined us for a up yours of his selection, Samurai Cop. Oh, yeah. One of the best worst films I've ever seen. Oh, that was a doozy. That was a lot of fun talking about it with Brandon. If you enjoyed The Room, uh, you'll get a kick out of this for sure. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Uh, This week, we have some interesting shows coming up, actually. We talked about all the zombies at WWE Backlash, because that was a lot of fun. They were promoting Army of the Dead. Well, we watched the trailer for that movie, and we were pretty... Sorry, did you just say that was a lot of fun? Yeah, the zombies. Okay. No, I hated it. Right, yeah. Okay, I just wanted to clarify that. (laughs) I I did not like... You said about ten things so far in this podcast (laughs) is a lot of fun, and I was like, that is not one of them. Come on. I did not not like the zombies. I thought it was pretty ridiculous. Uh, Especially, like, it was supposed to be a match, and it just felt really awkward. Batista wasn't even there, and they're... I don't know. We didn't like it. We talked about it on that show, but... Uh, we didn't know they were going to do this zombie thing, but it really fits into what we have planned this week. Yeah. Because we're doing, uh, in celebration of that movie, Army of the Dead, we will be doing a free review of Army of the Dead because apparently it's going to be on Netflix uh, in the near future. So as soon as that drops, we'll be putting a free review of that out on this feed. But this week on the Patreon, what are we doing? We'll be talking all about Zack Snyder's 2004 remake of Dawn of the Dead. Seeing that Snyder's venturing back into the world of zombies, we thought we'd have a look at his first attempt. That's right. Um, I remember seeing this in the theaters. I'm a big fan of this one. I think it's actually a a very good film. Yeah, this one's like the popular one from 2004 Mm. where the the zombies and they're they're stuck in the mall and all that shit. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And then we'll do all the zombie stuff. So I've been in a zombie mood after watching that. I guess the WWE did a good thing because then I watched Train to Busan, which we needed to review down the line. That's a good zombie movie. But all the zombie stuff uh, to follow. Uh, I feel like there's another show we're promoting because we're going live Tuesday, Wednesday nights. But we're also adding a third show this week because we're recording a best match ever Hannah Kimura. Yeah, we're going to be joined this Thursday by WH Park. Uh, we'll be live uh, probably around 9 p.m. Eastern time. We'll confirm that on the socials in the next coming days. Uh, and we're going to be doing a, an episode of Best Match Ever, where we're looking back at the career highlights of Hannah Kimura. So WH uh, has selected five matches. Uh, I've posted the feedback on the uh, on the Patreon for free, so you can check it out, and it's on the Post Wrestling Forum. All these matches are, like, for free on Stardom's YouTube and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you can find uh, pretty much all of these online, and I've provided the links as well. Um, so it, it's a year since her, like, sad passing, passing. Uh, so we thought it would be a good idea to have a look back, because uh, she was definitely a wrestler I wanted to become... Uh, more familiar with because I, I kind of did that Cinderella tournament with WH last year and uh, she did stand out. So it'll be nice going back to look at some of the best matches of Hannah Kimura. Yeah, so we'll be doing a, a ton of different podcasts this week. And of course, all the past podcasts, only $5 a month, North American tier gets you access to all the past shows, all the best matches ever, was next, movie reviews, everything. And if you're crazy, like those 34 world champions will be number 35 and become a world champion. Uh, be able to pick some stuff and come on and join us for watch alongs and stuff like that. All the perks, patreon.com slash up next. Can't say thanks enough to our patrons because, wow, uh, we moved and first and last ain't fun. So <laughs> Patreon, God bless ya. Uh, we talked about those docs, but did you watch any of the documentaries? I feel like there's one every day. Yeah, uh, so I, I well, caught the end of the Sean one when you were watching it and then I've seen most of it this morning so i've got like a middle section left to watch okay. i guess um and what else was there oh i kind of 
got all woozy during the Nick Gage one, so didn't finish that. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? We So it was late and we I think we watched UFC. We'd watch UFC and then we went to get food and ended up getting Church's chicken. Yeah, I don't want to. We don't want to be these guys, but apparently, allegedly, we were recommended Church's Chicken by Wei Ting. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to throw him under the bus. A different one. Maybe he had. We maybe we had a bad night, but whatever. But my food legit took twenty minutes. Yeah, and then it was badly seasoned. Yeah, and then I don't think it was cooked properly either. And then (laughs) um, I've. Uh, I had a couple of drinks and obviously I hadn't drank for most of this year. Yeah. Um, and then had a little smoke with you as well. Yeah, we came home, unloaded the church's chicken, UFC was over, so I put on the Dark Side of and the Ring. And then I thought, great idea, yeah, I'm down to watch the Nick Gage Nick Gage, one. Dark Side of the and Ring. And then it's it's showing him cut open from below the arm and they're Just showing le- him bleeding out blood. and they're like, yeah, Nick Gage was like dead for eight minutes, and suddenly I went super pale. You just and I just got went, up, Brandon. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I ran to my room and KO. You just like laid out. Oh, I I know you know when you know the feeling, and it was <laughs> like I've had uh, I've passed out before, and you have like a second before yeah. it happens to like I I often like just lie down on the floor so I can't fall. Right, you know. But I was like, oh, I need to go to oh bed right now. Nick Gage oh, is too hardcore for you. I guess so. <laughs> that and the chicken. I feel wee- woozy talking about it now. Yeah, it's fuck cool. Church's Chicken, bro. Yeah. Right next to that Church's Chicken. I, li- I like um, Jollibee. Okay. You gotta try that. The, it's, their fried chicken is PG crazy. PG Clucks. Is, yeah, we is have good. some local spots here in Toronto that are pretty good. Uh, Chick-fil-A is just the sauce. That really is the, the, the thing that hits for mm. me. But yeah, no, I'm never having Church's Chicken again in my entire life. I don't think I am. No. Popeye's is right there. Popeye's... Yeah, Popeye's is better. Yeah, Popeye's in, is better. If you're in that zone for the fried chicken, mm. but that's definitely the way to go. But uh can't say nice things about Church's anymore. No. But I can say nice things about the Nick Gage Dark Side of the Ring, though. I, I do need like to finish it. that. It was good? It was really good. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a real motherfucker, that yeah. guy. Uh, I, the stuff he's been doing with Moxley this week is incredible. The, like, Moxley shows up at the GCW event, and they, mm. they brawl. Apparently, they were fighting through the streets of Vegas or something. Like, <laughs> making it so real. Like, it's all about trying to take wrestling to different things and try different things and that's like what they're doing and engaged in interviews now is like talking about like moxley is, does fake glass and cut barbed wire he ain't real and, and stuff <laughs> are you making fun of the yeah. way i'm sitting i'm t- i'm telling a story okay. <laughs> uh, i i really like dark side of the ring and i thought nick gages was pretty interesting and i'm not super familiar with like his work but some of the stuff i have seen is pretty intense yeah i definitely want to finish that one uh just maybe not after having raw chicken um what what's the next dark side coming out uh i believe it's the one about the wcw like north korea is it something something along those lines and if i'm not mistaken okay i could be wrong eric bischoff and stuff i don't know much about that yeah i'm a little i know a little bit about it but i'm very interested i think all the episodes sound stacks uh i checked out the wwe icons Rob Van Dam? Yes, RVD. I watched that one. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm. Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of Rob Van Dam, and we've covered some ECW. We've covered December to Dismember on this show on yes. the Patreon. We've talked a lot about some old school ECW, and this one was interesting. And it's weird because it, they, they focus heavily on 2006 when he gets arrested for smoking pot with Sabu. It's like that's this thing that sent him down this like spiral why ECW failed and all this mm. stuff. It's like... 
it was just weed. Like, it's like so strange. I, I guess that I'm coming from some, I guess, some weird like standpoint because in 2021 as a Canadian, yeah, I, I mean, it was illegal my, yeah, then. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I, I do have a problem with driving under the influence For sure. of anything. For sure. 100%. So, like, 100%. That, I'm like, ah. That's fair. If it That's was a fair. hotel room or something, it's like, yeah. come on. Fuck. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I don't want to condone that, anything like that, but these wrestlers are doing, who, when they're mm. making, when they were making towns driving, like, fuck. You've heard the stories about Rick, right? What's yeah. That, what did Charlotte say in that, that driving show they did? Dad, we're being filmed tonight. Yeah. Dad, don't bring the beers. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they, come on. They've done it. Like, and I it just it's very interesting to see like they use that as like and because of that Rob Van Dam let down everyone and ECW yeah. sucked. It was like, oh, okay. But other than that, like the dude's got like a cool life and backstory and uh, I'm a big fan of like I, I was when I got into wrestling, he I was a big fan of his. And- yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it as well. Um I feel like I don't know a whole lot about Rob Van Dam. Yeah. I just know his like moveset and he likes weed. He likes weed. That's pretty much it. So yeah. for me, like I'm, as I said, I've almost finished the Sean one and I, I'm enjoying it. They're actually going into stuff a bit more than I thought they yeah. would with like his partying and stuff, but I still feel it's a story I know. Yeah. Uh, whereas the Rob Van Dam one, um, I think that's why I like the Booker T one as well. Like it's, I'm learning a few more things and it's actually going into a character that, isn't talked about a whole lot. Yeah. Because we all know, like, Montreal, and we all know, like, Lost His Smile, and all those things, it comes up. And the curtain call, like, that comes up every every story. It it was interesting to hear Paul Heyman talk about how Rob Van Dam sometimes would be like, ah, it's okay, you don't need to pay me for this (laughs) shift and stuff like that. I was so (laughs) waiting for them to cut to Rob Van Dam and be like, no, yeah. he just didn't pay just me. Didn't pay like, me, yeah. I still want to be paid for that. Yeah, I like. I, I I have. I bought the ECW. What's that DVD that kind of sparked the whole thing? The Rise and Fall of ECW. I yes. still have that DVD. I have the Rob Van Dam one of a kind DVD. Like I was a I was a pretty big fan. I'm trying to find. I was telling you for our set. I have the ECW One Night Stand poster mm. with him on it. It's sweet. It's somewhere in my storage. But like, I thought that documentary was pretty awesome, and it went into some things. And uh, I really want. RVD rolling papers and RVD CBD. <laughs> what a genius idea! To why wouldn't you do? Like why oh, wouldn't you yeah. have? Yeah, I, I loved the Shawn Michaels one simply because uh, I learned that Shawn Michaels really loved cocaine. Mm. Like he just could not stop talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> same yeah. with Marty Janetti. <laughs> Marty's uh, the bit that made me laugh with Marty was when um, he sang about Shawn's kind of saying at some point I'm going to want a singles career. And he's like, all right, well, don't just, that's cool. Just don't spring it on me. And then he goes, and it's, and he sprung it on me. And then it cuts the barbershop window segment as if it's like real. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, you didn't know. You're like, okay. All right. I like the part when Marty said he murdered a guy. Oh wait, that was, yeah, I was going to say, I want to see all the bits that was cut out of Marty Genetti. That's the doc I want to see. Uh, I liked Shawn Michaels. Also, it covered a lot of NXT. So much behind the scenes of NXT. Yeah. Showed uh, him sitting down with like the top guys and like Colin rewatching. Colin Gargano rewatching yeah, their match. Champa, and stuff like that. They, yeah, yeah. They, they go back and he tells them what he likes and stuff like that. And then them setting up matches was super behind mm. the scenes, super pulling the curtain back. Yeah, showing like uh, Shawn like telling Dexter Loomis, like, and then you're going to sit up here and you're yeah. going to put him in the silence. It was Sean's fault. And then he's showing Dexter do exactly that. Yeah, it was interesting. As an NXT fan, you got to watch this one because it shows so many behind-the-scenes stuff. Do you reckon, uh, you know, that story of Jericho about how 
one day he just came up with the beginning of the match and wrote it on a napkin and Sean was like, oh yeah, it came to me in a dream and I wrote the end. Do you reckon that's what he's doing as well? Just suddenly thinking about Dexter Loomis finishes. Yeah, he like, must, oh, that's his job. Dexter, I just came up with this great finish. In, like, Have you got the beginning of the match? No. Okay, that doesn't matter. You don't need it. Like 20 years ago, if you said, yo, there's going to be this like developmental TV show that's kind of like hot for WWE and Shawn Michaels and A-Train are going to be training <laughs> students on their matches and creating these matches. You'd be like, no, that's not Yeah, real. But it is. Uh, and it's really interesting to see the... And Scotty Too Hotty. Scotty Too Hotty. He was one of the zombies. <laughs> he was. Yeah, I saw the picture. Uh, it, was, it was really cool. I like hearing Sean. I, they're clearly taking stuff from Dark Side of the Ring in these ones because they're like talking about drugs and his, mm. his demons, as, if, if, they, yeah. if they will. But it was cool. They kind of showed a little bit about that. And I'm a pretty big Shawn Michaels fan. They covered the good stuff. They made it sound like he got he spent his first night in a casino, got lucky, and then his life was ruined, basically. <laughs> it's like, well, that was easy. I just won a fuckload oh, of money really quick. I can just do this? I can just do this and yeah. pie? Well, he's a heartbreak kid. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like the, the documentaries that they've been doing, and uh, I'm going to continue to watch some of the other ones. Uh, I, I'm not too interested. I, what, are they, what were they promoting this Warrior. week? Warrior. Yeah, I'm not too and interested. And we've got the that. Warrior Dark Side as well coming out. So oh, interesting. There'll be right. two Warrior Docs soon. Yeah. Uh but they've been doing some good stuff, so mm. I, I recommend both of those because I enjoyed both both stories from different wrestling from different parts and, and all that stuff. Uh, speaking of wrestling, one last thing. We'll get to NXT, I swear. But speaking of wrestling all over the place and in different parts of the world, what about Mexico in oh. the summer? A dream match has been announced officially. Yeah. The AAA title will be defended. The champion Kenny Omega against Andrade. What yeah. the hell? That's pretty pretty awesome. King versus King right here. I mean, do you see... We saw Laredo Kid ahead of his match at Triple Mania last year kind of showing up on oh, AEW and stuff. Forbidden Doors. Yeah, maybe. Are you saying this is the... Uh, AAA will be the gateway drug for Andrade perhaps, to join AEW? Perhaps, but even if not, I can't wait for that match. Uh, the rest of the show will likely be very ridiculous, as it normally is, but Andrade, Kenny Omega, I can't wait. Yeah, I believe it's August. Uh, I think it's August 14th. I could be mistaken, but I had it pulled up earlier. And yeah, that's going to be fucking crazy. Uh, dream match for sure. Like that's a match we've talked about for a long time. Like way yeah. before we even thought this being a possibility. So this is exciting. Yeah. So Kenny versus Andrade, that's a dream match. If this brings Andrade into AEW in any way, shape or form, that's pretty cool. Mm. Kenny's got a match against Moose yeah. in Impact as well. Uh, tinfoil hats on, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Tony Khan, my prediction. You know I like predicting things that happen. Okay. Everyone just perked up like, all right, what's he saying? Tony Khan is going to buy Impact and Ring of Honor. And he's going to own all the, the, what do you call it? The video libraries? Yeah. And we're not journalists. But no, we're not. Ju just to, just this saying. is my prediction. Yeah, this, yeah, this is, is pure wild guessing. Yeah, this is just what I like to do. I, I could see there being a time when that second AEW show is AEW Impact. I right. could see that happening. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so Kenny's got some title matches coming up. Uh, I mentioned, I don't know what show it was, but that Onita is bringing back FMWE, I think he's calling yeah. it or something. So it's an exploding barbed wire death match. So, mm -hmm. of course, it's going to be on July 4th. 
for fireworks. Oh, wonderful. So maybe we'll cover that as well. <laughs> I mean, hopefully I'm working by it. Yeah, I hope so you So I are. do need to be selective with what I'm like yeah. saying I'll do. I'd say that over everything I haven't worked else. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that over everything But else. yeah, that sounds pretty, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, all the different wrestling all over the place. Uh, which brings us to this show here tonight. NXT. Mm-hmm. From May 18th, 2021. Capital Wrestling Center. Down in Florida. And we start off with some promo packages for all the matches tonight, including the main event of the cage match. But we get a little promo for Tony Storm versus Zoe Starks. Uh, sorry, Zoe Stark. I get confused with, yes, with Ricky, Ricky Starks. Yeah, Zoe Stark, Tony. Zoe like Tony. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is actually what the announcer says because they say, will it be Tony time or Zoe time? Mm. Yeah. Uh, so this match starts off with Zoe being super aggressive, but uh, hits a springboard dropkick for a near fall. Tony on the outside throws Zoe into the steps and starts to beat her up continuously. Stark comes back with it, Enziguri, as they go to commercial break. When we come back, it's Tony who goes for the Storm Zero, the like Tiger uh, Tiger Bomb, but it's countered into like a Dragon Rana from Zoe for a near fall, which looked beautiful. Then a half and half suplex again for a near fall. Tony comes back with a German suplex and then the strong zero, but Zoe kicks out and the announcers do a great job of selling it. Like, oh, usually people don't kick out of that. And Tony's a little flustered. And as Zoe goes to get up to hit something, it's countered. And Tony debuts a new finishing move here. It's like a, a judo flip and then spins you in midair and like DDTs you. I don't need, I've tried watching this gift back like four times. I can't know. I don't know how to yeah, describe it. Yeah, it's like a. We've seen that kind of move that it's the float over into the knee. We've seen who is it that does that? Zoe Stark. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> she tried to go for that move. It was it's blocked. like that, but then into a DDT. I'm showing it to you right now, and I can't. I don't know what it is. So, like, what is it? It's like a flipping judo. It looks pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it looks great. As soon as she comes up with a name, is it she going to call it Tony time or uh, something else? I don't know. It looks great, but cool finishing move. Tony beats Zoe here. Uh, they kind of said. That it's like an unhonorary women's title contender match. Yeah, like um, what's what's the word? Yeah, championship opportunities, perhaps eliminator. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I thought this was pretty good. I think um, Tony's stepped it up for me recently. I think she's starting to feel a bit more comfortable in the heel role, and that's allowing her to bring a bit more aggression into her matches because um, she's just being a bit nastier. Uh, and Zoe, once again, in defeat, just looks great. Um, giving her a lot in these matches, having her kick out Storm Zero um, is a pretty big thing uh, to give them. And debut of a new move. So, uh, yeah, I, I quite like this. Opener. It's Tony time. I guess so. I guess she gets a title shot against Raquel. Mm-hmm. But this is fine. It's still helping Zoe like, still get over. Yeah. Like, regardless. I, I thought it was a pretty fun match as well. Uh, Tony... Like, kind of was, it is kind of just dragging along in NXT. It's like, do you go to the main roster? What do you do? Mm. So here it kind of elevates her. The new move definitely is something refreshing. Yeah. For sure. Look, look really cool. We get Frankie Monet who comes out though, stands on the entrance ramp with her cute little dog and says, see you next Tuesday. Is did it- she even say that? It, that's what they said. Cause yeah. she's, she's going <laughs> to wrestle. She just came out and did nothing. She just poses with yeah. her dog. Uh, always nice to see a doggo on NXT, but yeah. yeah. I mean, a woman walked out and pointed. It's, I don't have much analysis it's pretty of much, that. It was, pretty, it was pretty much like Sting, but with a dog. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Instead of the bat. 
We go to LDF backstage, Legado del Fantasma, without Santos, and they're they're questioned about that, and they say, "Don't worry about Santos; he's doing fine." But worry about the title shot that we are owed from MSK. But then they are interrupted by Champa and Tim, Athie Thatcher, and they say, "Hey, you guys deserve a title shot. We deserve a title shot. I think maybe tonight we settle who really does." So tonight it'll be a tag team match between these two teams. Um. Yeah, Timothy Thatcher speaks some Spanish as well yeah. uh, to Legado del Fantasma. He tries to. Speaks very bad Spanish. But I think they understood him. Yeah. I could. I didn't know what he said. Challenge accepted. Right. Got it. According to Thatcher. Sorry, Champa. Later tonight. Later tonight. Well, we see a car pull up, a beautiful Rolls Royce, and it's Cameron Grimes who shows up. And there's a bunch of people standing outside. And he grabs his keys and he throws them over to Jake Atlas, who just happens to be standing around. And Grimes treats him like the valet parking. He goes, here you go. Take my keys. Go park it around the top and I'll tip you good. <laughs> and he says, uh, sorry, Cameron, you, you can't park here because Ted DiBiase stole your spot. And everyone around is like, <laughs> oh, so they're bullying Cameron Grimes. They're joking with him. And he says, yeah, we'll see about that. So he challenges him to a match. Grimes versus Jake later tonight as well so oh boy and will ted dibiase show up yeah is 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 this a one night thing with jake or is jake going to be involved with ted dibiase jake's the new virgil maybe or yeah we'll have to see well we see the way candice LeRae, indy hartwell they're at a spa they're enjoying their title win victory this is what champions do when they win titles oh yeah go to the spa with the titles however it kind of uh Turned in, turns into like a little, little weird because like as they're talking and discussing their title win and Dexter Loomis, uh, Dexter Loomis is revealed to be the one actually massaging Indy Hartwell. They're clearly not paying enough uh, on those NXT contracts because this guy's got a second job at a spa. Yeah, right. And just happens to be working this day. <laughs> at a spa. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Dexter's just massaging her temples while Candace kind of gets Indy to go, like, you don't need Dexter, so you didn't need him at all, and he broke your heart, and she's like, yeah, he did. So he hears this and gets, like, heartbroken, so he leaves. He does the, the sad Arrested Development walk. Yeah, the Michael Head Sarah. down. <laughs> Charlie off. Brown music or whatever, yeah. just walks off, Incredible Hulk song. Yeah, <laughs> so Candace and Indy say that He's the biggest loser, and he's sad. So it's kind of making Dexter... He was, I think he was there to try to apologize and just massage her, which is kind of weird. Uh, yeah, it's... It, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> More this on that story, later. They're doing, like a, they're doing like a fairy tale story, right? Kind of thing. Like the, the monster who doesn't speak and the, the girl. Like, this is what they did with Kane all the time and stuff. I, yeah. like... I know it could seem creepy, but in the context of the story, it's not, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I love Dexter's social media game. Mm. He posts on his Instagram. It's like him in like beautiful shirt. You would love his shirt game. Oh, yeah? Hanging out somewhere sunny and then just makes a drink and then just drinks it and doesn't say anything. Nice. It's pretty great. I, I do recommend. Best, best Instagram going. Uh, maybe not the best. But yeah, it's up there. We go to... Uh, <laughs> After right, right away when they cut away from the scene when Dexter walks off after massaging Indy Hartwell, uh, 
Wade, it cuts back to the commentary desk and they're all like, oh, Dexter, like whatever. And Wade says that he will never close his eyes again during a massage. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be weird massaging someone with their eyes wide open, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to like, know. Like if you're the masseuse, I think you'd be creeped out. You want to know, you want to know who's massaging you. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I thought it was funny. So many jokes I want to make, but I'm not going to do it. We go to a prime target. Yes, a prime target, which is for our matchup next week. Balor Cross 2. So it's another one of these epic videos. It shows Finn re-watching his match with Cross and Cross re-watching his match with Finn. And they're like looking back on some of the crazy spots in that match. And Finn says that he felt the force of his conviction and it was a matter of time before he got his title back, but I, I want my rematch. And Finn says that going down is how we live, but staying down is how we die. And Finn Balor isn't dead yet. We have a guy named Jimmy Smith, who apparently is an NXT expert, who talks all about this match. We, we get Pat McAfee, mm. SmackDown's own Pat McAfee, who says Finn Balor's got this. Like He slipped up at the other one, but he's in a different mindset. He's going to win this. Then we get a cameo from Paul Heyman, who says everyone's secretly interested in this matchup because the last time it was Cross who took the title away, even the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, is interested in watching this match. He's going to be watching. That's what Paul Heyman says, because everyone wants to know. And Paul Heyman says he doesn't have picks of who's going to win. Usually he has spoilers, but this one is just a little too close to call. So even the great Paul Heyman can't decide. Yeah, not a fan of Paul Heyman sitting on the fence. He doesn't seem like a fence sitter. And here he's like, not going for anyone? Come on, Paul. <laughs> Pat McAfee made his choice. Pat's like, fucking Finn. Yeah. And Paul's like, I don't know. Mm. Maybe we should ask Roman. I, I thought this was really good. Again, yeah. these prime targets are fantastic. I think if you're flicking through the channels and you see this, I feel you could watch this video and be like, hey, I that... Sounds pretty cool. I might tune into that next week. You're also... They made a point yesterday on Raw on actually heavily promoting NXT for tonight, which they don't normally do. They normally yeah. do a commercial, but they actually had the the promos with Gargano and Bronson Reed ahead of the Steel Cage match. So if anyone saw that on Monday and was like, hey, I want to tune in tonight, again, this fills them in perfectly. I can't say... I've been quite open. I'm not a big fan of Karen Cross. He hasn't really brought it for me. So beforehand, I couldn't say I'm particularly excited about this match. But once again, these video packages fully sell it for me. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I, the match they had the first time was, was good. Didn't quite get to that next level that we've seen, seen Finn do with Pete and Kyle. Maybe I just it didn't hit for me as yeah. much as that. For me, it's still... I'm comparing, again, going back to Roman Reigns, the way Roman Reigns strikes and hits mm. Cesaro and all the guys he's been pounding on dudes and what is he stacking them and smashing them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Cross just like slaps people. It's not believable. I want it. He looks like a killer. His name was Killer Cross. And he Cross. did in this video. Yeah. It <laughs> shows him like, like beating people up and doing judo and all that or whatever. But like he, he looks the part, but when he fights guys, it doesn't come off like as strong. Like it's like the other guy's got to do all the selling for a, like a weak looking move. Mm. And this is just being like wrestling nerds here. But like, yeah, he, 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 this video made him believable. Yeah. The video was great. It, it felt very sports based. 
Like you had yeah. all the training montages of them in the gym. You had um, Cross, like in his gi, was doing some martial arts and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I, it baffles me that this is the same company that produces Raw because everything tonight, they, they just do such a good job throughout the show, like letting you know this is coming next week. This is next week. I think they're branding with these prime targets, just calling it Cross Balor 2 makes it feel bigger than oh it's it's Lashley versus Drew again you know it's another rematch we got Charlotte and Asuka just on Raw yeah didn't feel big whereas you tell us two weeks ago we're getting Charlotte and Asuka in a Wrestlemania rematch Asuka Flair 3 or whatever brand it and do these things it it sells it more you can make things feel bigger Uh, I just think NXT are doing such a great job at promoting themselves at the moment 100%. 100%. Like, they instantly built this matchup with this video. I don't know who did it, but it was, it felt like Dickie Bird did it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it felt like it was Sean Ryan. I think it was or, Sean Ryan. Or Jeremy Borash or someone. But yeah, yeah hats off because the, the team at NXT are killing it with these videos. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, all the, the little things in this were pretty sweet. Uh, we go to Cameron Grimes coming out, but he comes out to the million dollar man Ted DiBiase's music, but his Titan Tron. Do you want to describe? What it, was this? It reminded me of uh, the video package Cody Rhodes made for the Big Show ahead of their WrestleMania match, which was all highlights of the Big Show Fails. fucking up at WrestleMania. Oh. Um, and it was like that, but with Ted DiBiase. It was Ted DiBiase getting, like, slot poured over him, getting yeah. pinned, um, messing up his, like, challenges. Uh, all these... He trod in poo, I yeah, think, yeah. at one point. It's like ridiculous yeah. stuff and he's Cameron Grimes comes out just laughing because he got this video made for him to, for his match but it's against Jake Atlas who comes after him there's some kicks from Jake uh, they go to commercial early when we come back Huracan Rana for a two count from Atlas Cameron Grimes hits a running knee that looked nasty and then he tells everyone that his name is Cameron Grimes uh, there's then Atlas who hits him with his classic German suplex as the match continues we see a picture in picture of a limo pulling up but the limo is white and it has a dollar sign on it so we know who that is as the match continues atlas comes in with a pump knee of his own and a spinning lariat for a two grimes goes for the cave-in but the million dollar man's music hits and out walks the actual million dollar man ted dibiase as cameron grimes is so frustrated by this distracted there's a sunset flip roll-up where Atlas stacks Grimes and gets the pin as we hear the classic laugh. <laughs> as Ted DiBiase just laughs and Cameron Grimes storms around the ring and says, That Ted DiBiase. That Ted DiBiase. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling's just This is great. so weird. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. But it's, again, every week. So it's... Confirm next week we're getting a face-to-face between these two. Where is this going? A match. Between these two? (laughs) Grimes hitting the cave-in to Ted DiBiase. Jeez. I said it's leading to Ted Jr. It feels like that. No, I think they got to work together. You think they'll team up? Do you think Jake Atlas is going to be involved anymore? He's Virgil. Is he going to be like... In DiBiase's corner? I, I don't think so. Maybe, no? I, maybe? I don't think so. I think he was just kind of here. in this Just a body. Yeah. Uh, maybe Grimes and 
million dollar man like come to an agreement and they join forces for like the mega bucks or something the mega grimes no the grimes bucks i don't know but i don't i don't think grimes needs a mouthpiece. no he doesn't but maybe he because uh, you know all about like the bitcoin stuff is like dropped and all i don't right. know all this shit about bitcoin so it's like maybe million dollar man tricks grimes into losing money so okay. he, he ends up poor and grimes ends up and poor. million dollar man gets more rich because realistically, like last week, fucks off. <laughs> it wasn't the house thing. Like it was Grimes who wanted to buy a house for two mil and bumped it up all the way to eight. And that's when Ted DiBiase won it. So really like Grimes, yeah, Ted DiBiase lost. Them. Yeah. Like DiBiase just has all this excess money, I guess. Is that's why. But like the storyline, I don't know what, the, what where the end game is of this, but I guess we just got to ride the NXT championship. <laughs> Ted DiBiase and yeah. Cameron Grimes. I don't know. I don't know where it goes, but. Bring it on. I could see Grimes maybe doing his own million dollar championship. Ooh. And he'll start kind of unofficially defending that. Right, like the FTW title. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, let's do that. And has a million dollar open challenge. And if you beat him, you get the title and a million dollars. Yeah. Or it's worth a million dollars anyways, right? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. We should get that title. The million dollar one? (laughs) (laughs) We go to... Oh, uh, sorry. I forgot to mention that... Ted DiBiase leaves and gets in his limo and drives off as Grimes chases him. So And he's he's laughing even more. <laughs> <laughs> he's always so happy, that man. <laughs> always laughing. I wonder if he does that like shoot, like in in his life. Like he walks around, he's at the grocery store. Uh well, these bananas are on sale today, sir. <laughs> he's just always there are laughing. people I worked with this girl who whenever she would call like the office, yeah. they'd laugh for like a good minute. And I'm like, what's so funny? It's like, oh, it's just Linda. What? what? And it's just like, oh, hi, Linda. (laughs) Yeah. And they're just laughing the whole time and no one's saying anything. Sounds awful. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. I don't... I I get weirded out when people are too happy. (laughs) Because you yourself are not happy. (laughs) No, there's just being like... There's being happy and then there's... Why are you being so happy? Yeah, yeah. Why are you true. laughing over, like, yeah. just saying hello to someone? Yeah, yeah. You, Come you, on. Yeah, you... Calm the fuck down. Yeah, I don't like when people are over-excessively happy. Mm. Like, it, like when you're trying too hard, I'm like, get out of here. No one's that happy. Yeah, I don't trust you. Life sucks. Come yeah. on. Don't, don't fool me. Mm. I know life's hard. You don't have it any better. Get out of here. <laughs> so, DiBiase probably gets in his limo. He's laughing. The windows go up and he just goes... <sighs> life's hard. Yeah. Everyone always asks me if they, they have a price, but no one ever asks me how I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ted DiBiase. Everybody's got a price, but not everybody's got a friend. But maybe he does. It was Cameron Grimes. <laughs> I looked at a picture today, and it was Ted DiBiase laughing, and, it's, and it was just a picture, and it says, you can hear this picture. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can. We see Bronson Reed... A little video for his match tonight. He says that I've been everywhere. I've traveled and paid my dues. It took 14 years. I've wrestled forever. And this is my destiny here in NXT. North American Championship. So I can take it home to my wife. Look her in the eyes. And say 14 years. We did it. I don't know how this guy doesn't win tonight. After saying that. I was like, I don't know your wife, but I hope you bring that title home to her. Didn't want you to win before, but knowing you're married, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Let's go, Bronson. It was very Eddie Kingston talking about yeah, it, Ruthie. I, I think he sounded really good recently. Um, his promo game has definitely improved. I think he just sounds very natural and real. And 
got a great voice and he's a big intimidating guy so um yeah i'm a big fan of bronson reed these days yeah uh i i liked his promo i liked how john we we uh you know we have like a nice living room now so we hang out and put ron in the background when we were hanging out and we noticed on monday night when johnny gargano popped up mm. and insert promo behind a cage and i was like that's so cool that they do that and then it cut to bronson later in the night and i thought that was awesome to promote like this yeah, show absolutely on that show it's such little things that they they should be doing. We go to uh, an interview with Pete Dunn, who's with uh, Arash. Uh, I think I wrote his name down. Uh, Markazi. Uh, we've seen him a few times here before. Yeah, he did the Cole interview at Cole's house. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So he, he he's pretty he's pretty good. He's like doing the serious again. It's kind of sport like. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't feel WWE produced. It feels more like a kind of sit down. Yeah. ESPN, that kind of thing. So he's sitting down with Pete Dunne, who's always looking so happy. He's someone who's overly excited all the oh, time. Yeah. Just so happy. He says, I can beat everyone here. Uh, I could beat Kushida if I want that Cruiser title. It's mine. Walter, I could take back that title. But that's unfinished business. That's my brand over there. But I maybe I want Johnny's title, the North American title. But really, I have my set sites on on the the nxt world title here and i i never have a bad match so i want this i want to be aggressive so arash asked him hey you know you you beat all these people what's with your style what's going on there you're he basically says you're you're kind of a dick what's the deal he says he's like you have a very ufc style yeah 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 it's not a cage he says you fight like it's ufc but without the octagon he says i'm inspired by british wrestling but it's my own style and then goes off on fingers and how he hates hands and joint manipulation and all that stuff he says he wants the nxt title i've conquered the uk and now i conquer the united states yeah he was asked about um the fans and like and this what is what made me think actually this felt quite improvised and didn't feel like a scripted segment yeah because i think when arash asked him about his relationship with the fans it the question to me sounded like since you kind of turned heel a few months ago and joined right. Pat and that, and like the fans are against you. And then Pete went off on bending fingers and stuff and then saying, kind of talking about the empty crowd and he goes, sure, it's great when I can hear that reaction because everyone knows what it feels like to have like a finger bent backwards or something like that. Yeah. But he doesn't always need it. Um, it just, I don't know, his answer there felt like... Um, yeah, it felt a bit more improvised, and which is what I really liked about this segment. Again, it felt very sports-based, and there was nothing flashy. Like, Pete Dunne isn't a flashy talker, but having him just talk in this more interview style, I, I did find him quite interesting. I like Pete Dunne here. He sounded like a real person mm. mixed with the, the like his own character turned up. Like, it sounds like it could be him. Because he, he's describing the way he wrestles, and then at the end, it's like, thanks, Pete. And he goes, like, yep, thanks. And then it just cuts, and he's back to, like, being, like, just mean-faced yeah potato beat like he's great he's so good he didn't seem heelish here it was like a mix i can tell i'm wondering if it's Ah, he's heel i I think maybe they're kind of for when he is against cross because cross feels like izzy baby faces he heel a lot and if i we might start having more fans back soon right i don't know maybe i i think cross would be booed with fans so i think if you have pete in more of this tweener role you can just embrace that, you know? Yeah, I, I think Pete could could potentially be NXT champ yeah. down the line. If he continues to have promos like this, too, it fits this character. He's, he's definitely improving. Or I think they're... Mean Pete. 
NXT are working out how to present him better. Definitely. And it's definitely these kind of backstage things rather than in-ring with the mic. Uh, yeah, I, I I like Pete Dunne. I definitely see something. He's also someone who's like, he was off for that little while because of the, the like doors being closed, pandemic mm. and all that. And he just got like crazy shape and everything. Like I could see big things for this. I could see him being WWE champion like down the line. I, I think he's got something that wrestling fans definitely enjoy. Uh, but they're still working out some like kinks, and this is a definitely a step forward. But I, I definitely I, like I want to see more of these interviews. Yeah. To be honest, I, yeah, yeah, I think this sure. really worked. We go to Imperium, who are in the ring, and they are ready for a match. It's the match we were promised last week. They weaselled their way out of it, but it has to happen. It's Alexander Wolf versus Killian Dane, former members of Sanity, now having to fight. Imperium's kind of making Wolf do this, like mm. to test him. Will you fight your your former friend? Uh, these guys just start to slug it out here. We have Drake Maverick on the outside in, in support of Dane and uh, Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner on the outside for Wolf. These guys are beating each other with slugging it and haymakers and a boot to the face. They're not being nice about it. There's a German suplex and exchange of European uppercuts. Bartel slides Wolf a chair, but he doesn't want to use it. And then Dane runs at him with the divide, the like <laughs> running crossbody, and pins Wolf just like that. And uh, Dane and Drake celebrate and kind of exit. And then Imperium stand tall with Wolf. But then they beat him up. Mm. Yeah, it was all... Uh, they, they don't want any losers in this group. So they take out Alexander Wolf. Imperium bomb, the European uppercut powerbomb combo. Leave him laying as they stand tall. Uh, yeah, the, the match itself didn't do anything for me i think they're just two very cold characters for me so i wasn't particularly interested i i actually couldn't tell you the last time i watched an alexander wolf match yeah it might be that world's collide match when he gets injured because i don't think he's wrestled on nxt at all i can't remember and i I know he had a couple of matches he had a i think a couple of matches with Ilya in nxt uk which are actually meant to be pretty good but didn't watch that so this was a little feels like it's been a long time and but I perked up with the uh, the angle at the end. Imperium taking him out. Didn't I say that you that did? I wanted yeah, them you to kick that him out. exactly. That means they need to replace him. Yeah, I Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne. I don't think. Oh you wait, need no, because re- then he's I Walter, think you yeah. just do the three. The three of them. Walter. Maybe Thatcher. Like if you go revisit oh, that. Oh yeah. Oh Thatcher yeah. Thatcher joins sure. and turns on Champa. Yeah, I think maybe. that would be good down the line. Um, Interesting. I do. F- Worry for Wolf, though, now. Well, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I can't see anything happening with this guy. He's going to join Drake and Dane. Maybe, yeah. In a unit, and they'll feud with Imperium for a while. But someone's going to join Imperium. And you're right, maybe it's Thatcher that, like... That's more interesting. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I thought this was cool that they finally kicked him out and stuff like that. Unfortunately yeah. for him, but it kind of drives the story there. It makes it way more interesting. I think it's a step forward for them as well. We go to Raquel and Dakota backstage, and they're being interviewed, and they mention that Raquel beat Mercedes and proved to her that she's the baddest bitch on the block, essentially. Mm-hmm. She says that – and sorry, Dakota says, yeah, I would have like kicked her head off too if I got in the ring with her again or something like that. Yeah, Mackenzie brought up that uh, it seems like you two aren't getting along because there was that moment last week after the match when Raquel gave Mercedes respect and Dakota kind of gave her a look. And Dakota's like, yeah. I'd have kicked her in the head, but like friends disagree. It doesn't mean we're not getting along. People have disagreements. So we are going to focus now. We're going to focus on the women's tag titles. That's right. That's what they say. Mm. But they're interrupted 
by Everrise, which is great. Uh, these guys are super hyper. They're always happy and excited. They say, whoa, girls, why are you being greedy? You see, you're already champion. Well, you, Dakota, mm, you're not so much champion. Definitely a champion, not so much a champion. And Raquel and Dakota say, uh, who are you? They say, we are Everrise, host of Everrise Live. And they go, what, you got a problem with me? What, you got a problem with us? Huh? Huh? You got a problem? Why don't you take a swing, huh? Take a swing at me. And, well, Raquel listens to him and smacks him and lays him out. And then the coffee goes all over the place. Mm. And they go, are you live now? Ha, 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 ha. And then they walk off, leaving Everrise. And then they go, whoa, what happened? He goes, ah, she, she sucker punched me. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he said, take a swing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, these guys are hilarious. They're very entertaining. I'm yeah. glad like they're getting their Something, their yeah. time uh, every week because I I think these guys are good. And I I feel I say this every week, but I do want to check out their show. I just keep forgetting to. Yeah, I, I think they're really funny, and it's great that they have like a platform and stuff. I just can't super get into like kayfabe wise kind of content yeah, sometimes. Sure. It's a little too too much, but I I think they're great. So definitely recommend checking it out. I, I have put it on a little bit, and I think they're really funny. And they're mugs. Super, super yeah, we great. should get them, I think. Yeah, we should get uh, the BDE rule. Yeah. Oh, I just mean theirs. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Support yeah. these guys. We got to support Everrise. Yeah. Some uh, Quebecois. Um, Raquel and Dakota going uh, on a quest for the tag titles. Belt okay. Collector. Yeah, I could see Raquel having both for a bit. Um, I can see her because I think that will further angle to the eventual breakup of Dakota and Raquel. True. Yeah, that's definitely something we could do. But uh, yeah, I'm interested in that. We go to LDF, Legato Del Fantasma, Raul Mendoza, and Joaquin Wilde versus Toothless Tim and Tommy Champa in a like number one contenders tag. Again, an unofficial number one contenders yeah, match. Yeah, this this uh, I, they did set this up as a number yeah. one contenders match. Champa and, and Thatcher versus LDF. Uh, Champa hits a forearm early on when he's ta- going off with Mendoza. And he rocks him right in the face. I don't know if it busted his mouth or his nose, but he continues wrestling and he's beating up Raul as Raul is just bleeding here. Uh, Thatcher gets an ankle lock and then uh, it's sorry. I think it's Wilds who goes to break it up, but then Champa puts him in an ankle lock at the same time. So they're both ankle locking these guys, but then they eventually get out of it with like a double roll up, which looked great. There's a commercial break. And when we come back, it shows during the commercial the doctors had to check on Raul Mendoza's face because he was bloody. They were wiping him and fixing him up and say, okay, you're clear. You can go back into the match. So he is. But Champ is running rampage with his running clothesline trains back and forth all over the place, multiple clotheslines. And then Thatcher's in and hits belly to bellies on both guys, uppercuts. Champ is in hitting knees. There's then Legato del Fantasma doing double teams like assisted moonsaults and lion salts and then topes. There's then a tope from Wild to the outside, but as he goes onto Thatcher, but as he goes back into the ring, he's welcomed by Champa, who hits him with the Willow's Bell. And uh, as we think it's over, Mendoza breaks it up at like two point. That was a great near fall. Yeah. I thought it was over one hundred percent, and he came out of nowhere to break that up. Uh, while all this is chaos is happening, grizzled young veterans come down. And they hit Champa with that like setup for the their finish the, the ticket, ticket to mayhem. It's they just basically throw him like face first into the apron, mm-hmm. roll him back into the ring. Which then Mendoza and Raul, uh, sorry Mendoza and Raul hit their finisher, the Enziguri side Russian leg sweep, and they pin Champa. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I thought this was really entertaining. 
I did think LDF felt like baby faces in this, especially with Raul being busted open early and it was it was the two bigger guys just beating down on him for most of the match uh, before he made his comeback. It, it really felt like Legado del Fantasma were the babyface team here. And we've kind of been saying the same about Santos as well. So I wonder if maybe they're... I, I feel like I'm saying this about every character on NXT this week, but I uh, definitely got babyface vibes from them, even though they won from Grizzled Young Vets kind of... Helping them. Helping um, but yeah, I thought this was a really entertaining match. I thought Thatcher and Champa did a great job of just isolating them and just beating them down. Um, and then this, the spurts of like the high flying from Legado del Fantasma were excellent. Yeah, they have some pretty, pretty crazy like lucha moves and stuff like that, obviously. Um, and Raul taking that nasty bump where like they had the check on mm. him and stuff. Uh, you could see the referee Drake was back in this match and you could see he was like hey Raul your mouth looks like it's bleeding let me look at that and Raul was like no 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 please uh, do not come anywhere near my mouth thanks yeah. uh, bye uh, uh, overall I thought this was fun too and it means we're gonna get uh, Tim and, and Tommy versus GYV and then LDF versus MSK which hopefully MSK beat them and then MSK GYV at the takeover that sounds right, right? yeah that sounds I think like that's it. right MSK and GYV book it we go and then to- you have yeah with Thatcher and Tim losing to Grizzled Young Vets. Break that's up. with Imperium. Yeah. And then Thatcher's joining them. It's all in the place. Yeah. It's all in the place. Good it's stuff. all part of the plan. Another part of the plan is Mackenzie Mitchell backstage with Bobby Fish. Mm. He's back last week. He showed up to save Kyle. He says, last week had nothing to do with Kyle O'Reilly. I don't really care about him, which kind of broke my heart a little bit. I was like, come on. <laughs> don't say that. He says, it only had to do with the fact I'm not done with Pete and Oni. You see, I had to have tricep surgery, and it sucked. So I'm going to face Pete Dunn. I'm going to challenge you. Show up next week versus me. And, uh, well, this match is made official that it is now Bobby Fish versus Pete Dunn next week. Uh, I, I'm interested. I, I can't see myself getting particularly invested in much of a Bobby Fish story. I like him. I think he's a good wrestler, and I think he's a good promo here. But... Um, I think still being kind of attached with Undisputed Era and seeing where that story's going, it does make me a bit more interested in him in a singles run than I would be otherwise. Yeah. I, yeah, I like I want I want Kyle as the singles guy, and that's like mm. the more important thing. But Bobby and should maybe still be his like I, I kinda don't like that they're not being friends. I don't know. It's making well, me I, upset. I think it's just I, I don't know. I, I think it's a longer story here. Because you've got Roddy who's right. putting in putting his papers and left. Right. Um, Kyle's obviously on the hunt for the NXT title. Cole's disappeared now. So Bobby, it's... I don't particularly care much about a singles run for Bobby Fish, but I think this is all still part of the Undisputed Era story, okay. essentially. Yeah. Because I want Red Dragon to always like be there for each mm-hmm. other. That's just how I feel. And yeah. But he doesn't hate Kyle. They're just I don't know. He didn't sound too nice, to be honest. If I came back... Nah, he was just like, look, he's doing his thing, I'm doing mine. He didn't... It's, sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And he didn't... He didn't, he didn't sound like a friend. That's, oh, I disagree. I no, he, he's That's, still... I hope so. He, he needs to let Kyle flourish on his own. It's true. Yeah. You do. He knows that. Uh, did you see the new Kyle O'Reilly NXT t-shirt? I, I did indeed, yeah. It's a x-ray of a heel mm. being hooked by like a like a hook. Because mm. it's the, the heel like, hook. I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Like the fisherman's hook. It's a very interesting t-shirt. 
It was very interesting. WWE sure know how to make a t-shirt, don't they? Like, what? It's it, very interesting. It's not great. Because it's very similar to an old... Another Canadian wrestler, yes. That had a shirt yeah. like that, yeah. We go to Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. You just keep on wanting to talk about <laughs> shit I don't want to talk about today, don't you? It's like when we do What's Next and you dig up my old tweets to try oh. to get me cancelled. Yeah. It's just like COVID, Drake Younger, <laughs> who else is cancelled? What do you think about Brit Rest? It's great. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> we go back to the spa. It's Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. And Candace says, uh, champions deserve a great spa day. And it's just been a great, just a great day. So I'm going to pay for this. So she gives her credit card to cover the spa day. But the spa attendant comes over, masking up still. Mm-hmm. Good spa attendant. She says, uh, sorry, uh, but your credit card's been declined. She says, what? What do you mean declined? I use it all the time. Oh, it must be that Austin theory buying all those pizzas again. And then they laugh. And the, 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 the attendant here goes, actually, uh, Tried using the card a few times, and then I called your credit card company, and apparently you've been making charges for all these unpaid expenses for flowers and chocolate. This employee is going way (laughs) over the line, crossing all the lines of... Like, can you, can, you can't just confidentiality. I couldn't phone up your credit card company and just be like, hey, what's Braden been spending money on? Yeah. He He didn't pay me this month. What's he been spending money on? What the fuck? I didn't understand this at all. They would, first of all, they would tell you, uh, Miss, Miss Jones, uh, dispensary. Yeah. And then they'd tell you Raba. <laughs> the, the convenience store bodega yeah, downstairs. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> and that roadie place. <laughs> and maybe some pho from the other day, but that's about it. Oh, wait, and the burrito bowl. And only fans, but listen to <laughs> no, the that's, BDE. No, that's you. That. That's you. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. That's you. <laughs> uh, so. So yeah, this 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 employee can't do this. Not only have they just let in this random bloke to come in and touch these women, yeah, and pretend he works there. Worst spot. But ever. now they're just calling your credit card company and saying you could have you could have just gone, hey, do you have another card? This one's declining. No, uh, sorry, your credit card company told us a spa you're at that you spent all your money on flowers. Yeah. It's like, that is breaking so many laws. Uh, I need to figure Again, out what Again, it, it makes me question the... Uh, it makes me question Florida. Well, it makes me question the pay at NXT if her credit card's maxed out from buying two bouquets of flowers a month ago. So the reason they use this in the story is so that Indy goes, wait a second, Candace, you bought all those flowers and stuff. So it was, it wasn't, you mean Dexter still likes me? And then she runs off all happy to go find Dexter. Yeah. Cause a few weeks ago, Shotzi and Ember received flowers and it said it was from Dexter Loomis, which I don't think they did too well putting the pieces together at. That's why Indy was mad. Yeah. I like, I didn't, I didn't really pick up on that. Well, now this love story is even more twisted because it's, it's like uh, in the wedding singer. When uh, Adam Sandler's character finally goes, I have to like have the balls to tell Julia I love her. So he goes to her house, but then he sees her in the window trying on her wedding dress. So he's like, ah, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So he leaves. And then at, in the inner house, she's like, I can't marry this guy. I love this guy. So it's like all like bad, bad timing, you know, different yeah. things. So Dexter now thinks Indy hates him, but secretly, but without knowing, Indy 
So and she thought him. he was interested in other women. And yeah, and the spa attendants creeping on the lo- Candace's credit mm. card information. You mean to tell me like Candace and Johnny bought that TV? They had that TV. They got yeah. all those like Funko Pops, all the Star Wars trips, the dog, and all the that gear that pushed it. Well, it's the, the flowers edge. that yeah. do it. Flowers are expensive, but yeah, I still. Then they can be comfortable. With I it. was a little. It was a little weird with the story being this random spa lady is telling me about Candice LeRae's credit card this, information. Yeah, this was one of the the way <laughs> scenes that I'm so hot and cold with these. Yeah, um, I was cold this week. With this. Uh, all I know is it cuts back to the commentary table and because uh, it just you just see Indy running off to go find Dexter mm. somewhere, and Beth goes, "Forget about Benifer. It's all about Index." Mm. Bless Ben Affleck. You hear about this? I, I heard about the girl he was chatting to on and sent the video to. Yeah, so he got. He, I, I I'm kind of. I, I could be wrong here. I don't want to sound like whatever. But Ben Affleck's on a dating app. Right. Matches with someone who then doesn't believe it's him. So like unmatches. So he finds her on social social media and sends her a video. Be like, hey, I'm Ben Affleck. So she posts it like yeah. online, being like, look, Ben Affleck uses dating apps, and he's like, yeah. I'm, I'm Ben Affleck. Yeah. Do whatever I want. So in, since that story, Ben Affleck just goes, hey, J-Lo, remember when we were together? She goes, yeah. So now they're back together. <laughs> <laughs> Benifer is back together. I didn't know that. OG Benifer is back wow. together. Wow. Good for them. Miracles do happen. It's like the pact, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's the pact. It's like, oh, I made myself a promise. If I turn, what is he now? <laughs> How old's Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck is a goddamn legend and a hero. Yeah, Fuck. good for him. 48. That was his pact. If I'm not married by the time I'm 48, J-Lo. <laughs> I can't believe Ben Affleck is, is That's like, crazy. Good for good him. Good for them. Good for him. <laughs> does, he, does he actually have that tattoo on his back? Of I already got a tattoo on his back. I wasn't sure if it was for oh, a role or something. But like, dude played Batman and then gets back with J-Lo. Like, what... What a legend, Ben Affleck. What's your favorite Ben Affleck movie? Uh, Phantoms, yo. He's the bomb in Phantoms, yo. Uh, what's it called? Um, Chasing Amy? That's a good one. Oh, you know what? 100%. That is such an underrated movie. Yeah. Highly recommend that movie. Yeah. That, yeah. I, can, I, like, I, I like... What's the one with Matt Damon? Good Will Hunting? Yeah, obviously. That's, that's, that's so film. good, yeah. Um, I, what, uh, not Fargo. Argo? Is that... Oh, yeah. That was good. Yeah, I yeah, think he's a really good, good director. I like the town. I like yeah. Ben Affleck. Yeah, he's made, he's made some stinkers, but he's made some good movies that are all right. Yeah, I feel I feel recently... I mean, I'm not counting Batman v Superman and nah, all that, I but know. I feel he, he's been making good films for yeah. a while. Well, he's going to he have a comeback now. He had now. Like a lot of duds when he was younger. Yeah. but And people still kind of judge him. On that, I feel. Yeah, maybe. He gets a bad rap for sure. But mm. he, in my book, uh, the Twitch chat's going wild that we broke this news of J-Lo. Because you know she was with A-Rod. So she just right. broke up with him like last month. Mm. I, I'm, we cover wrestling and now I feel like we're covering celebrity talk here. But TMZ. this is some big news here. Benifer, OG Benifer, mm. back together. Fuck yeah, Ben Affleck. He's the bomb. Love Ben Affleck. Oh, I now know exactly what Eric Marcotte's picking. What? Oh, Thanks, fuck yeah. off. Yeah, it's got to be, right? <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Not is it Giggly? Jiggly? What's that movie? Oh, Gigi? Is, is it? that another movie? Yeah. Oh, I, there's what that. I thought Daredevil. Oh, that's with him and Benifer too. Yeah, that's when he met Jennifer Garner and he has kids with her. Right. Daredevil. Ah, uh, da- 
I hate that movie, but I love that movie as a kid. Like, it's terrible. But good soundtrack. Mm. Evanescence? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Welcome to our Ben Affleck podcast. <laughs> Giggly. Oh, God. The Twitch chat's going off. Why did you say that? Oh, no. That is literally worse than Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, shout out Ben Affleck. Applesauce, bitch. Continuing back to NXT. So... We go to more of the way. This time, though, it's Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. And Gargano cuts a promo on Bronson saying, you are not on my level. And I'm going to leave you laying like I left Karrion Cross laying. So Johnny's taking <laughs> the, the rap for laying him out. He says, I will do the same to you. And uh, I'm unbeatable. And I'm Johnny Wrestling. I'm untouchable. And then he does his pose with Theory. So he's he's... Saying he's going to beat the colossal one tonight. Our next match. Uh, well, what did you think? It was kind of just a quick little promo. But- I just like that they do this. I think they make the main events feel big, and having the promos of the the two people in the main event throughout the night um, both sounded good, confident. Nothing extraordinary, but it built up the main event and made it feel like a big deal. Uh, the Twitch chat's letting me know. Dicky Bird's letting me know in the Twitch chat that the movie I was referencing is pronounced Geely, the Ben Gile. Affleck. J-Lo like movie. a gilet, like those gilet. body warmer things. So that is a gilet, yeah, like gilet. your Kushida gilet. Gilet, gilet. I like Jersey gilet. Girl too. That was good. I don't know why I like that movie. I'm gonna you get like you. Jersey Girls. <laughs> yeah, that too. But uh, I know you do. But I know uh, the movie Jersey Girl get people get a bit of bad rap. But I'm like, ah, I love it. It's good. <laughs> we go to Saray versus Aaliyah. Can't you tell? I just want to continue talking about Ben Affleck. Let's go to Saray versus Aaliyah. Robert Stone comes out looking fresh. We have Jesse Kamea ringside as well with... I've never seen this look. She's wearing like a kimono with like short shorts or something. A skirt oh, yeah, or something. yeah. It was, it was a look. It was yeah. working. Uh, They're a fashionable group. They are. Robert yeah. Stone is a fashionable man too. Wearing his hat. Yeah, it's a nice hat. You, mm. you think I could pull off a hat like that? Uh... What kind of hat was yeah, it? Yeah, actually, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you'd need the suit to match. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, or like a something, like... Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't do it all the time. That'd be, like, fancy. Uh, we need to go suit shopping. Oh, we do? Yeah. yeah. Someone in the post... Are you taking Sorry. pictures of me? Yes. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is that for your OnlyFans? Yeah. Uh, Saray has a lit theme song. <laughs> I love her theme it's song. It's cool, yeah. It's kind of similar to Kyrie Sane's, to be honest. Like The, the beginning is, and then it yeah. it picks up and gets quite, like, yeah, it was poppy. Cool. Uh, Aaliyah comes at Saray here with some kicks, and it's Saray who comes back. There's a German suplex and then a top rope flying drop kick, and then sets Aaliyah up in the ropes, and we've seen her do this, the running drop kick, which then, like, sandwiches you in between the ropes. Looks kind of dangerous. And then hits the huge exploder, like, Uranagi move. This move is nasty. And Saray pins her just like that. A pretty quick match here. But Saray goes over the Robert Stone brand. Yeah, she when she picked it up towards the end of the match and was delivering those, like, stiff drop kicks and that suplex looks crazy, um, her offense looks really deadly, I think. And you, you see her come out and she looks kind of small and cute and then has real got some power behind her yeah uh and i thought Aaliyah looked pretty good here bumping around uh, i thought she took the moves all really well she's definitely she's probably going to be in this slot forever let's face it but yeah she's definitely shown improvements in the ring which is is good to see shout out robert stonebrand yeah yeah we go to shotty and ember the former women's tag champs they're working on a new tank or something and it's a video promo they call Candice and Indy 
Hussies. <laughs> Big pop for me. Loved it. I can't call someone hussy, but <laughs> it's great when Shotzi calls someone hussies. It's so funny. She said, it's time to get back on tra- track, so we're working. We're going to take care of business, and that's Ember's Law, and that's what she said, Seb's Ember. Uh, big fan of The Office. I like the visual of this promo of them both on the tank and stuff. It it makes it unique to them. Um, yeah, it, they're very in your face, and it's it's not going to be for everyone. But yeah, I like Shotzi's delivery. I, I feel like Ember's now kind of just went, "Oh, you do that? I'll just do that too." If it does feel a bit like that, but like, hey, it's making her better. I guess I don't. Know. I like the way Shotzi they, delivers. Her they're promos. starting to feel more like a team, sure. which I like. There yeah. there is some sort of cohesion there now. Um, I, I do ag- agree though it feels this feels very natural for Shotzi whereas it feels like Ember's kind of trying a bit to uh, to like be kind of like Shotzi like to fit in um, but it, it'll come uh, and they, they're definitely getting better yeah because their promos really annoyed me to start with <laughs> yeah definitely uh, they're going to get a rematch I guess soon but they have a match next week mm-hmm. against Raquel and Dakota yes so that's I guess the number one contenders I match. I assume so, yeah. We get a vignette for the Diamond Mine. Mm. And it shows like MMA style gym people punching and like all sorts of things like thrive, achieve, and pressure is pleasure and perform, train, fight, win. So the Diamond Mine is clearly like some sort of, I, I would assume like a stable. What would you, uh, would you think? Yeah, I think it's either a stable or like a, an actual... Kind of like Raw Underground was, like a segment, maybe. Okay. Like, so people are going to fight, like... Like a like an octagon kind of thing. Okay. Maybe. Fight... Well, we have the fight pit already. We've got the fight pit, but I don't know. Um, it's more likely a stable, but it's still unclear from these, kind of what it is. It's clear like a diamond. Mm. Yeah. Um, cool video, but yeah, not sure really what it is yet. Uh, I don't even. I can't even think of who who it would be. I don't know of anyone that's signed that they're like thinking of. I know. I thought we. I thought it was Daniel Garcia, but apparently he's been on dark again. So um, Asha Hale, you know Anthony Henry, right? He makes sense. Yeah, uh, Arturo Huas, um, right? He's yeah. still kicking around. I don't know if he's he got injured, didn't he? I think, but um, they're the kind of guys I put in there in a fight pit. Maybe Thatcher. Like I don't know. Well, Thatcher's doing his own All thing, right, but yeah. if it's a stable, I, I think you're maybe bringing in some some of your PC guys. We haven't seen Tyler Rust recently. Oh yeah, maybe yeah, this yeah. could be Bivens coming back, and it's like a diamond a Bivens mine. stable, right? True, diamond mine. I don't know. Yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes. Well, we go to the next stable we have here, the newest faction, the hottest act in wrestling, Hit Row. They come down to the ring. It's the new stable, uh, which is Swerve. Uh, Top Dalla, B-Fab, and The Adonis. The squad comes out here vibing. Uh, instantly, again, these guys look like superstars. The way they like all walk out. It's uh, like they're, they're great. Yeah, they got it down pat. Uh, they come out, and I noticed their music, which their theme song is lit. And it's clearly like the guys rapping, all of them rapping mm. on the theme song. And there's a part where it's B-Fab who goes, uh, Hit Row. And I'm a big fan of, of all these like little tie-ins. Obviously, the Hit Row is the death records. And I've talked about last week the, the tie-ins that they do. But the, the way she was saying that is how Bad Boy Records does it on a specific song. Um, and flavor in your ear. So I found the gif of it. And I tweeted it. 
And it's clearly what they were going for because Top Dollar clearly retweeted it and was like, "Yeah, I know you. You realize what nice. what we were doing with the with the bad boy references, but I I know they're doing all the little things. And if you're a hip hop head, you'll you'll kind of see the little things that they do, and it's it's pretty great. Well, they're in a tag team match, and we're gonna see some of these guys wrestle. And it's uh, Ashanti, the Adonis, and Top Dollar going up against Tony Nice. Remember him? Yeah. And Aria Davari, Aria Davari, Aria Davari, Aria Davari. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's basically Tony needs to cut his hair. I couldn't recognize him, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's these guys' enhancement talent here as the new hit row take just control. Uh, Top Dollar is big. Oh, yeah. 6'5", over 330 pounds is what they bill him as. And, yeah, he looks huge, I, I guess, compared to 205 guys. But, yeah, he's throwing them around. Uh, he hits this, like, remember, like, the compactor that, uh, what is it? Who 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 did that? Big heavy tuck- machinery. Yeah, heavy yeah. machinery. But he does it by himself. It's like oh, world's yes. strongest slams while like dropping a guy mm. forward. Both is like with the wasteland. Yeah, 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 with the wasteland. It was pretty innovative. Looked crazy stacking both guys. Uh, Donis is in hitting super kicks and a crazy drop kick. And then it's it's uh, Francis Top Dollar who hits uh, one of Okada's moves. It's like the attitude adjustment into like a brainbuster neckbreaker kind of thing. Uh, Okada calls it what heavy rain? I believe so. Yeah. Well, uh, Top Dollar calls it the cash out as he wins this match with this move. So Hit Row looking pretty dominant in their first win. Uh, yeah, uh, looking really good. I I love this act and Top Dollar like AJ Francis. I'd never heard of this guy like three four weeks ago. I watched that Hidden Treasures thing. Still watching that, I just assumed he was a presenter who was a fan of WWE. Yeah. And then he's showing up and, like, took out Ruff the other week. And you're like, oh, is he a wrestler? And then here, like, this guy's moving great. I yeah. thought he looked awesome here. Yeah, where was this guy hiding? Like, I, c- compare this to, like, uh, okay, I know Amos is bigger, but someone else who's kind of been hiding in development. And Amos looks terrible. Um, I was really pleasantly surprised with Top Dollar here. Yeah, 100%. I, don't, I need to look more into his background and with wrestling and stuff, but I wasn't really aware of this guy at all. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we've seen Ashanti the Adonis, and he had some moves here, but this was the first time to kind of get the showcase top dollar mm. here. And yeah, I mean, if they're protecting both guys with like the tag team match, but again, squash match, but very like impressive considering we have not seen this guy on TV wrestle. So uh, looking good so far. Hit row already. They don't miss. Yeah. If you know, you know. It's hit row. Uh, this is like the cool, again, I can't get over how c- cool I think this act is in pro wrestling, but the fact that Swerve was still just finding his groove, still trying to find it, and boom, like yeah. hit it, and I think oh, this- it's working. Yeah, this thing's going to go to the top, honestly. Oh, he was a, a former American a, football player. He was in the well. NFL, yeah. yeah I'm okay. pretty sure he was in the NFL. That's yeah. kind of why they, they gave him that slot on A&E, because he has gotcha. collections and, and, and knows his stuff, but- uh, he, he knows how to wrestle too so I can't wait to see more of these guys yeah after this they cut a promo more rapping they say another hit on the hit list and we take in shots we take in spots we connect the dots uh, they say heat rises to the and then the camera like looks up to the top in the rafters they say it doesn't matter who wins we don't care who wins uh, tonight in the cage match for the North American title just know that Swerve is gonna be uh, be watching and Swerve's gonna hit row so if you know you know i feel swerve just feels like such a star here yeah. while while the others are like uh in their delivery are way more kind of hype with it and he's just sort of sitting back all cool to like deliver the final line um it's like he knows he's so good he doesn't really need to like 
get all pumped up and high. He just he just feels like so cool to me. Oh, one hundred percent. And he's he's calling out the North American Championship, which later on we 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 go to, but. I think he he fights the winner at the pay per view. I think so. At, in your house, yeah. So uh, yeah, sky's the limit for Hit Row here, uh, as you said last week, and I mentioned is not a death <laughs> row record again. Um, but yeah, I love everything about this. Me act, too. Honestly. I, I think they're they're onto a winner here. And like so many of the cool photoshops I've seen and, and stuff, because they release music and stuff like that. But so many people took their picture and made it like with the pictures of of death row, like mixed and like yeah. I mentioned who plays who in the slots, and someone did it just how I said it was with. Uh, who's Dre, who's Snoop, right. who's Shogun, all that. Uh, just looks, looks, looks so sick. We go to uh, um, Mackenzie Mitchell, who's with William Regal. She's busy tonight. Regal says MSK is going to face LDF in two weeks for the tag team titles. And we're going to be introducing some new competitors for the Cruiserweight division and the women's division for the titles. And next week is Dakota and Raquel versus Shotzi and Ember. Uh, and we will see... Grimes versus Ted DiBiase in a face-off. Frankie Monet debuts, and it's going to be Bobby Fish versus Pete Dunne. Yeah. That's all the stuff for next week. Oh, and Karrion Cross versus Finn Balor, too. Another big week. Yeah. Just just promoting things ahead of time just makes it feel big. <clears throat> Rather than just finding out on the day what's happening. Oh, Frankie Monet is going to wrestle tonight, and Grimes and Ted DiBiase in a face-off. You're like, oh, okay, but... I don't know, just promoting it, it, it makes everything feel, feel special. They found their stride with Tuesdays. Yeah. Definitely. Promoting things definitely goes a long way. Because uh, it makes every show seem like a little special little show. Every week, we say, yeah. oh, this card looks stacked. Oh, yeah. I'm excited tonight. Well, I'm excited for this next match. Our main event, the North American title on the line, the champion Johnny Gargano defending against Bronson Reed in a steel cage match. Mm. And we see, uh, obviously, uh, Johnny Gargano, one of the gear gods in wrestling always has the best gear it's like the wolverine inspired kind of x-men x-man stuff we've seen but bronson reed's looking pretty fire too first of all his entrance they got the cage oh his entrance entrance looked great um since they've changed the set at nxt they haven't been able to do his old entrance where he's like marching forward right but because they've got the screens above the crowd they did it there and had him coming towards the actual cage it just looked like this trap monster like breaking through it was cool I thought it looked very cool so bronson reed comes out he's got like earthquake inspired gear here i'd say like the the up and down line the wrestler yes. yeah yeah yes. yeah uh looked cool uh so johnny versus bronson here it's basically reed throwing johnny around every time johnny runs at him he's like swatting him away throwing him into the cage yeah, johnny's just trying to escape yeah right the away. whole time he's just running up the cage and austin theory's on the outside with all the shenanigans Johnny hits a moonsault off like the top of like the ropes to Bronson for a near fall. Bronson hits him with a Death Valley driver, which looked awesome for a near fall. There's a commercial break when we come back. Again, it's Reed beating him up and hits a Samoan drop off the second rope, but Johnny kicks out. Eventually, Johnny's climbing and Reed is going after him. Again, like on the ropes, climbing part of the cage. And Johnny hits him with a sunset bomb, which looks great. Uh, Austin Theory tries to get involved, but Reed gets up and slams him into the cage which distracts him. And again, he's like on standing on the ropes. They just love playing on the ropes here. And Johnny spikes him with a poison Rana, mm-hmm. which is crazy considering how big Bronson is. Uh, but he kicks out. There's then a power bomb off the top rope, just an avalanche power like, bomb. Like uh, the sunset flip from just, Johnny? Yeah. No, from Reed. Oh, sorry. Okay. He yes. just power bombs him off the top rope. And again, Johnny kicks out here. <laughs> uh, Austin Theory tries to get involved again, but gets kicked away. 
there's there's Gargano who gets laid out at one point. So Reed does this like sideways splash, kind of like the Bam Bam Bigelow splash, mm. actually, which I think he was going for. It's like Bam Bam always did this like weird like side kind of thing. So he hits this, crushing Johnny, but it's not enough. So he climbs to the top rope, jumps off with the tsunami splash. One, two, three. Bronson Reed is your new North American champion. Uh, yeah, enjoyable match. I I think this is the right move. I think it's the right time to go for Bronson with Bronson as the champ. For sure. And Swerve is already waiting and you've already had that feud kind of set up for a while now. Uh, so it makes a lot of sense. And Johnny can... Uh, Johnny last week having a bit of a uh, confrontation with Cross and kind of dropping this week that he took out Cross. I don't think it'll be too long before we see Cross and Gargano. Uh, that oh. could be a TV match, but... Um, or at a pay-per-view at a takeover yeah i think it's time to kind of get the title moving like around to different things because it was i love johnny but it was like kind of stuck with him in that in that story where now it like already like we've mentioned it opens up reed versus swerve and so many different avenues and different things you can now actually use that title with kind of that division of talent yeah. you know the, the tier that are about to break through to the yeah, main event exactly johnny is a main event yeah at the end of the day but he helped bring the stakes up on that title yeah. like bring the the prestige up on that uh, I would honestly book Swerve versus Reed, and Swerve goes over for the I title. I think so. At, in I your would house, too. Honestly, I think unfortunately, the Iron Man, it's hard. I love I love Reed, but I yeah, I think that would make sense. Maybe faces don't need long runs, do they? Like, <laughs> That's how it works in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. give it to Swerve. Swerve versus Reed, definitely. I, I thought this was a lot of fun. Uh, it didn't get to like the quite the next level, but obviously, match of the night for me on on this show. But it had some really cool spots, but it didn't quite like hit like a classic Johnny match. But me, me too. Um, yeah, I felt the same. I always find it um especially in a cage match where it's the the big guy is the baby face and the little guy is the heel right it it doesn't make a particularly exciting match for me because you're just seeing the guy get thrown around and the hope spots on as exciting because it's got to be the main bulk of the match is the big guy just killing the dude right um theory like with his involvement kind of makes you doubt maybe gargano is going to screw him out of it and win but uh, yeah, it was it was enjoyable. I actually prefer the tag match. To oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed the tag match from earlier on. Um, Overall, like this. Yeah, a, again, like a good show, like good pace moving forward. Every story, majority of the roster, I'm interested in, and I'm interested in what they're doing. Um, so I, I still think NXT's on a roll, even though the matches this week didn't quite uh, hit it for me. Yeah, they didn't like like. Go, go out of your way to check if you're not a casual. Like, nothing blew me away, but I still enjoyed the episode. And it breezed by. They've mm. definitely been on a roll. And every other week, like, it's like the old days. Not everyone's featured on a show, but then you promote next week's and promos to hype up things. And it's like, it's, that's how wrestling is for me. Like, I mentioned we watched Raw the other day. And I, how many times did I look over you? Like, is what happened to wrestling? Like, just what happened? And this is what wrestling kind of used to be. It's like, hey, this week we're doing this steel cage match, but next week we're predating a title you match. You just like, need... Um, like I think I actually quite like thinking back WrestleMania Backlash the only thing I really didn't like was that zombie thing okay um, Bianca uh, versus Bailey disappointed me the rest were all pretty solid matches and some like I thought the two men main events were really pretty good but we watched Backlash 2001 and I'd say if you're going on a technical star rating I'd say all of those matches were below the standard of what we got at WrestleMania Backlash sure. this Sunday. But 
every character feels so like special back then right and you're so invested like for some reason i remember that raven versus rhino match from 2001 like when we go back to revisit this pay-per-view like oh yeah i remember that match which is equivalent of in 20 years time me going oh that uh r-truth drew gulak 24 7 title match like no you're not gonna say that and i think the wrestling standard as a whole is great like every majority of people in the industry are pretty good wrestlers now but there's that just something i think the way it's presented um i think the phoniness of everything feeling very over scripted and produced and i feel nxt doesn't feel like that at the moment which is why it's working yeah it feels like like it's wrestling for like the people who kind of like this different yeah i don't know like maybe your older fans not the kids i don't know it felt very sports orientated yeah with the interviews the prime targets even the okay they don't have a ranking system like AEW, but even here with the all the different title pictures they're kind of going well i've beaten them and they've beaten me so like surely i should face them and we'll be the number one contenders or whatever it it felt very logical whereas raw it's like oh you stole my hat so you can have a title match (laughs) and then he got and then he got kicked in the head yeah because he's rick o'shea yeah but Clear- he's twice as good as Yoshirai, isn't he? Yeah, I think he deleted that tweet. He though. did. Yeah, rightfully so. Yeah. How dare? How dare you yeah. say that about Yoshirai? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I like that guy. I don't. <laughs> I think he sucks. I said I liked that guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, he sucks. Ricochet sucks. Had a good match against Sheamus. Sheamus pulled him through a good match on Raw yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Gotta love Sheamus. You don't talk shit about Yoshirai. I'm not. No, not you. Yeah. Just in general. That's just, that's a no-no. Yeah. How dare you? It's like a musician, like, being like, ah, uh, Beethoven, I'm better than him. Beatles, better than him. Io Shirai cuts a better promo than Ricochet, and she doesn't even speak English. <laughs> I don't even know what she's saying. <laughs> she's better than you talking in promo, Ricochet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, overall, I, we mentioned, I, I enjoyed this episode of NXT, and it's promoting next week's, which is the main title rematch, Cross versus Balor. Part of me just goes, put it back on Finn, please. Because uh, there's way more interesting matches. I, I agree, but I don't think that's the way they're going. What's the main event of TakeOver in your house, then? Cross versus Pete Dunne? Could we get a multi-man? Oh, yeah. Cross, Gargano, Finn, Balor. Uh, sorry, Cross, I'd say Dunne, Gargano. Kyle? Oh, right. Kyle O'Reilly. Fuck. Or do you do, do you do the one-on-one, Kyle and Cross? And that's when you bring back Cole. So then you True. can have Cole and Kyle spin off for their rematch. And then I feel Kyle wins this year, but I don't... In Your House feels a bit soon for him to win the title. Yeah. So I think he needs to fail a few more times. Because <laughs> that's what wrestling... That's, that's what, how you book that's a baby face. That's just character development. You have him lose. Time that's what I keep telling time. myself when bad things happen to me in life. I just, it's character, character development. development. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm going to say Balor wins just because I, as, okay. a, as a fan, I, I want that to happen. Sure. So, but it does make obviously more sense that Cross wins. But maybe there's uh, shenanigans and people get interfere and we get some multi man at in your house. But in your house should be stacked because we have the tag team title match. We think is going to be MSK GYV. We think it's going to be Swerve versus Reed. So there's some matches potentially lined up that could be good. Who's re- is 
Do you see Raquel and Dakota happening that yeah, soon? Yeah, true. That could could the happen. split happen next week? Could happen next week, yeah. Yeah. Where they don't go forward and then they go, ah, she beats her up. Yeah. Maybe it's Dakota who tries to beat up Raquel, which I think I think Raquel's the baby face in that. One hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so that's what we thought of NXT, but let's see what you thought. Uh, we go to the Facebook group, which you have to join. Up next Facebook group, go join it, and uh, we'll let you in. It's a secret group where we post silly, silly things. But we we post feedback threads there. But if you are a member of the Post Wrestling Patreon, we'll read them there. But I have the Facebook one open. If you want me to start uh, there, you go for it. Yeah, yeah. I we'll think go- we've just got Facebook feedback. Tonight, okay, that's so we'll cool. Stick to that. Let's go to. Dickie Bird here, who says, hope you guys enjoyed my latest Prime Target video. LOL, joking, fam. Yeah, he he makes things just as good as that, even better. He says, I'll be honest, I had my concerns about this video after it was randomly announced last night's Raw, and I didn't use any footage that looked worthy of a Prime Target. However, I was pleasantly surprised this did appear to be produced by the regular crew. Prior to this video, I felt this feud had a lack of heat with the result that was foregone, crossed to regain in a TV main event, which is why the video like this is so important, as it did the following things. It recapped their last match, for those who didn't catch it. It put Crossover as a monster, but didn't do it to make him look like a cool heel. Elevated Balor, as most would probably think he's not winning. Mentioning Roman Reigns having interest in this match... Chef's kiss. Don't get me wrong, this would have been even better with a hot feud like Kyle and Cole, but ultimately it served its purpose as a promotional tool perfectly. Yeah. So the, the video editor expert loves Prime Thumbs Target. up to Prime's Target. Yeah. We go to Corey, who says, Hello, here is some feedback for tonight's episode of NXT. Not sure what Tony pulled off as a finish, but it looked pretty gnarly. Cameron Grimes getting foiled by Ted DiBiase continues to be one of my favorite parts of NXT this week. Might be an unpopular opinion, but please, for the love of God, keep Raquel out of the tag title scene as long as she's the women's champion. NXT really doesn't need to go down the same route the main roster did with the double champ angle. Imperium falling apart. Walter is going to have words about that soon. Saravia Leah was a fine squash match, but it's kind of sad how much worse Aaliyah works compared to the previous people Saray faced. Very happy Bronson won the title, especially after speaking about the lack of people caring about COVID prevention down there. Since I saw this mit theme, uh, since I saw this theme on the post wrestling forums at one point, I may as well take up the mantle for this guy and bring out the question of the week. So, question about EO: Where and when do you see her returning? It's weird she's been off TV for so long with very few mentions. She did mention on TV that she was going to take a break, she's taking a little break, regrouping, and but said she wants a rematch with. Raquel, but then Frankie like got the dog involved, so mm. maybe we that get that a potential match. But let her chill for a little while. I think just yeah. I think it would be f- good for her character to just rest her after a while. She had such a long reign, and then y- you often see, especially in NXT, unless you move up, you kind of float around after you've lost a title, and they don't often know what to do with you right away. So I think the time off's good. Who knows? She might be going back to see family in Japan. Who? She probably hasn't been able to see for a while if she can take a couple of months. I want uh, Ricochet to steal her gear so then she kicks him in the face. <laughs> That's what I want. That should be the match. Ricochet yeah. EO. Yeah. Yeah. Kick him in the bum. Mm. We go to Frank, who says, Impressive in-ring debut for Hit Row. Top Dollar pulls off the monster role pretty good and contrasts well with Adonis and a team. Two for two for them so far. Enjoyed Stark and Storm and LDF versus Angry Old Tim and Tommaso was fire. Hope, uh, sorry, some some hope for index yet. 
Walter must have a plan to replace Wolf. Happy to see our boy Reed finally ascend to that next level and win the title. Clearly a big emotional moment for him and a hell of a cage match. Next week's show is looking good. Maybe tonight was not quite as good as last week's show, but keep me rolling in the CWC. Oh, I was thinking Cruiserweight Classic for a sec. Yeah. The Capital yeah. Wrestling Center. Yeah. We go to Dylan. First time on the feedback thread since joining the Facebook group. Oh. First time on the feedback thread since joining the Facebook group. <laughs> Main event was a blast tonight, but I felt like NXT was missing something. No MSK, Kushida, Kylo Riley, or Bala, aside from the prime target. Made the show feel a bit thin. Reed versus Gargano made up for that, though. Main event had some great spots, and I'm super excited for Reed to be champ. We go to Magan. Storm versus Stark was strong and it kept Zoe well positioned in defeat. Frankie Monet showing Tony Storm up planted seeds for a feud between them. Imperium shed some dead weight, kicking out Wolf. There's a spot open and will it be fi- filled by Thatcher? Hit Row looked awesome. They are oozing with attitude. The prime target for Balor Cross was top notch and getting Paul Heyman and Jimmy Smith to analyze the matchup made it feel important. LDF versus Champa and Thatcher was very good. A spa day had Indy Hartwell slowly coming around to Candace's meddling and it could spell disaster for the way. And Bronson Reed got his crowning moment as the new NWA <laughs> NA champion as he and Johnny put a damn good cage match on. And finally, we go to TJ Sharp. Hey, guys, decent show tonight. What the hell was that finish from Storm? Man, that was brutal. Imperium may have beat down Wolf, but I doubt he's out just yet. This is probably just a punishment of sorts. Here's looking at Dane trying to talk some sense into him and Maverick thinking he's crazy. Hit row. Need I say more there? Tag match was fire. Wasn't a fan of the spa segments. Reed winning was a definite feel-good moment, and I hope he keeps that title for some time. Prime Target got me pumped for next week. Thank you, TJ, and thank you guys for writing in. Yeah, join the Facebook group if you haven't already. Again, we'll post up feedback threads every Tuesday night, and you can post in. We'll read your comments or questions here like we just did. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys uh, following us on all the social stuff. And for writing in there, uh, clearly people kind of on the same page. They enjoyed NXT this week, but uh, next week got got us pumped with that Prime Target. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, Yeah. Uh, that was NXT. Go listen to all the other shows that we have this week, including all the stuff on the Patreon. Five bucks a month for North American Championship tier gets you all the podcasts like our upcoming Dawn of the Dead, uh, early access to that best match ever, Hannah Kimura show, uh, all the past shows we did this month, all the past shows in the bin. Yes, and we'll be returning to Gotham next week as well. Oh. It's been a while since we've been doing our Batman reviews, so we'll be back with Batman Begins on the free feed next week, and perhaps we'll do early access for patrons with that as well. And this Thursday, we're doing the Best Match Ever Hannah Kimura show with WH Park. We're going to record it live on Twitch again, so join us for that. Follow the socials for all the information. But for those who asked, well, you shall receive, because next Thursday... It's King of the Sing, the first ever sing-along watch-along with the BDE. We clearly have nothing else to do with our lives, so come hang out with a bunch of dudes on Twitch as we do a sing-along slash watch-along of what, David? Taylor's old as time. Something and the moon. I don't remember the words. The beauty and the beast. beast. (laughs) Gaston. Tale as old as time. Song as old as rhyme. That's the words. Beauty and the beast. That's right. Uh, If you've watched us any of our watch-alongs and such, you know that sometimes we like to break out in song and dance. There's a bad match. Baron Corbin's on. We just start singing about Gaston. 
So we're deciding we're going to watch the movie. Uh, if you all have Disney Plus, use it, or by any other means. Or maybe some of you got VHS, old mm. Disney ones. We'll get them loaded up because Thursday, next week, uh, we're going to be doing a Twitch sing-along where we'll all be uh, doing like a Zoom Twitch thing. So if you're uh, a patron and you want to be involved somehow, well, uh, we'll t- we're taking up roles. If you Who wants to play oh, yeah. Chip yeah. or uh, all the other great characters? Uh, I, I've already put dibs on a certain guest online. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the first time ever we're doing this. Might be the last time. We'll see how it goes. But <laughs> we're like, we're saying, we're just, you guys seemed like you got everyone kind of wanted this. So yeah. we, we listened to our audience. I actually have this as a pirate copy VHS oh. back home. Interesting. Yeah. From like 93 or whenever it came out. Damn. Yeah. But uh, free to watch, guys, if you want to join along. all we'll, we'll be watching the movie all together, Beauty and the Beast. So uh, we're not quite sure why we're doing this, but mm. fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Try and summon out. We do what we want. We do. Yeah. So all the free shows as well. Go follow us on the socials at Up Next Podcast, Twitter, Instagram for all the updates of all the shows. Every RT and like helps. And uh, I myself, Braden Harrington. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. We'll be back tomorrow with BD Elite talking all about Dynamite and uh, whatever's going on on Dynamite. The new champ on Dynamite, Miro, all that stuff that's going on. And uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Claws up for Bronson Reed. He said he was gonna gonna bring that title home to his wife, and damn it, he's doing it. Hold well on, fourteen out. years. Yeah, shout out Bronson Reed. <laughs> Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And another shout out to Benefer. Ahoy! Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.